0: Welcome to Harvest Birth Stories, where we support mamas pre, post, and during birth. My name is Sophie Grace, and I will be your host for this podcast. We want to share empowering birth stories across the United States and beyond, and encourage mothers all around the world to feel proud and empowered by any story that they may have experienced. Let's get into the podcast. Thank you for listening. today we have savannah here so welcome savannah thank you um i'm gonna let you start off with introducing yourself and a little bit about you and your family and all that jazz
1: sounds great so yeah i'm savannah and um luke and i have a little eight-month-old boy bear um we live a few miles out of Wolverton, Minnesota. Um, so we farm and raise registered Angus cattle. Um, and then I work remote for a John Deere dealership. Um, so I am fully remote for. Well,
0: that's funny. Yeah. Logan works yeah. for
1: John Deere. Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> he works that's for, awesome.
0: I should say, Kibble Equipment, so. Okay. Okay. John- yep. John- Fam- John Deere. I'm familiar yeah. with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, Let's kind of, I guess, jump into your pregnancy if you want to kind of give us a little backstory on how that came about and how that went for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. So we uh, we decided we wanted to start trying for a baby, um, and to be honest, I had no idea really what all that entailed. So I know <laughs> I had a I had a my annual. Um, with my doctor. And so I asked her and she just was like, you know, prenatals. And, um, so that was pretty much all I knew going into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a girlfriend actually recommend the pre-mom ovulation test strips. Uh, so I, after like a, after my appointment about a month later, I was like, I'm going to try these and see how this works. And, um, so we, use those strips um, it's so nice when you can just sync them right to their phone when you take yeah them, yeah pretty slick and so um yeah I after the first month of using those we we had got pregnant yeah. um, it was such a blessing uh, so we uh, that was in January of I forget what year it is, even <laughs> January 22. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> we found
1: out. So we found out very early because of how those strips work. Obviously, it tells you when you're fertile and when to try and then it gives you two weeks and then it has um, some to uh, kind of see if you are pregnant or not. They're not like technically pregnancy tests, just the HCG test yeah. ones. Um, so I, I, one night I was making supper and I was so tired and I was like, I'm just going to go lay in bed. I don't know why I'm just exhausted. And, um, I got a notification of like, Hey, remember to do your HCG, you know, test strip. And I was like, Oh, do I have to do that tonight? And I was like, well, I better. Cause I'm, I'm very like, perfectionist you know I need to make sure I'm <laughs> time. and so I did it and it showed two lines and I instantly was no longer tired and ran downstairs and was like Luke this is like I'm pretty sure this means we're pregnant and he was like are you sure and I was like I don't know so the next morning I went to Wapaton actually to get pregnancy tests at the Walmart in Wapaton, um, <laughs> which I have to say that if I was I feel bad for like i felt embarrassed doing it they have them locked in like and you you literally have to like press a button and have someone walk you up to the front with these pregnancy tests and the the guy was like waving them in the air and i'm like geez i'm embarrassed and i'm a 30 year old woman like
0: oh my gosh i think it's because like people steal them
1: yeah yeah which makes sense totally sense but
0: next time just do like walmart pickup then you don't yeah no kidding (laughs)
1: Um, and so, yeah, so I got, came home and he was, he was out working. Um, and so I, I think I did like six tests because of course (laughs) I wasn't satisfied with one. I was like, are we like, I need to make sure. Um, yeah. And so that's how we, so we found out when I was four weeks only, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very early on. Um, and then we, uh, I called or messaged my doctor in the, my Sanford chart and um, was able to get set up with an appointment with the nurse navigator first. And uh, after talking with her, I chose to be seen by a midwife and I uh, saw midwives, the midwives at Sanford my whole pregnancy and um, one delivered bear. So they were great. Uh, and I'm really glad that I, I went with them. Do you,
0: do you want to touch a little bit on um like why you chose to do a midwife or like I guess just like why you chose your care team?
1: Yeah. So with the the call with the nurse navigator, I um I have very high anxiety. Um <laughs> and so going into it, I was like I felt like the nurse navigator call was like an hour and a half long cuz I was like question after question and so nervous and she recommended um, going the midwife route because they have more time during your appointments. She kind of, I guess, Mm -hmm. kind of pinned it that way. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's great. Um, and I really liked knowing, um, that, so there at that time, I think one left while I was pregnant, but there was five or four of them at that time. And so I saw all of them throughout the pregnancy and I liked, knowing that one of them would be there. So I liked being familiar with who was going to be at the hospital when I was delivering, yeah. um, which it's actually kind of crazy because the one that was on call, I had never had during my whole pregnancy because she was um, she was like a travel one for them because they were short-staffed on their midwives. Uh, so that was the first time I saw her, but she was incredible. So no complaints. Um, but during the, the labor and delivery with her, I felt she was very hands-on, which I, I've heard from friends that, you know, their doctors come in right when their the baby's about to come out pretty much. Yeah. And the mid, she was in with me so much, um, constantly talking me through things with where which um, with my high anxiety, I was like, if because at one point they were they were talking about, you know, would we have to do a C-section. And so she was very calm and gave me heads up of why she was talking about it where I feel like if it was a doctor, they would just fly in and be like we got to bring in to take a, get a C-section and right, right. I don't know how I would have mentally handled that. So, um, she was great. They were great. Awesome. Absolutely.
0: So we'll we'll rewind a little bit. Okay, yes. <laughs> we'll go into kind of like what what did you do to prepare for birth
1: yeah i uh well we we took a few classes uh we did the breastfeeding one of the breastfeeding classes by sanford um and a cpr class um i really think though now looking back like in the moment like you know i could be prepared as much as possible but like uh i mean the cpr one was great but with breastfeeding like then when I was in the moment, I couldn't tell you what I learned in that class.
0: Right, <laughs> it's just
1: so different. Um, but and then I I did a lot of just I I mean, all of my girlfriends have babies. Uh, my sister in law has been so great with uh, she. They have three. Her and my brother have three little. So she was so great with um, any questions I had and just walking me through things. Um, like I brought my breast pump over to her and she walked me through just setting it up. So I had a lot of really close, close people that I really looked to for it. Um, Mm -hmm. and then other than that, just trying to research as much as possible. Um, I know a couple of times I would YouTube just breathing videos of like how to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but really that's it. That's, I, I didn't take like the birthing basics or anything like that because I felt like, it would just be a waste of time because all births are so different.
0: Yeah. So, so, what was, did you kind of make a like a desired birth wish list or preference yeah. like or plan kind of?
1: You know, I didn't. Um, my, I went into it being up for anything. So, I wasn't like, I have to have an epidural or I, you know, I don't want to do it. I was just up for whatever was best for to just
0: down for whatever.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. And um I was nervous, not gonna lie, for the epidural uh for many reasons. But one, I do have a little bit of a curve in my spine. Um and so I was like, I can't get this. I'm gonna come out of this paralyzed. Like I had this like vision of my mind of like not leaving the hospital <laughs> because no. I like just because of the needle going in, so I actually had a consult with the anesthesiologist prior to um, prior to delivery to just mm-hmm. kind of ease my mind, and it it went great. I ended up did get, getting the epidural, but for a wish list or a a birth plan, I didn't really have anything specific. But
0: um, you seem like, I mean, besides you saying that you didn't have a plan or whatever, like you're very on it at the same time. Yeah. Going, going in and like talking to the anesthesiologist and like those things are not like I would say you you definitely had a mental plan you like you were prepared
1: <laughs> yeah I guess I would say so I know they sent home like a after we did a hospital tour and they sent home this little packet where you can like check mark things that you'd like in your room and and I did and I don't even think any of those things happened to be honest <laughs> which is fine like totally fine but I was like does this matter if I check like I want extra pillows or not? Like I don't know.
0: Kind <laughs> of have to remind them and ask. Right. Them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's kind of. I mean, did anything come up in your pregnancy, or how did your pregnancy go up until the end? Was it pretty, pretty standard?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, with I, I had some morning sickness, but nothing, nothing, just more nauseous. Like yeah. I, I did not throw up um, at all, uh, just very nauseous. Um, and yeah, I, I felt great. Uh, I, I thought I'd have a lot of back pain, but it's actually wild. My chiropractor was like, I think pregnancy is the best thing for your body and your back because with my curve in my spine, my pelvis is kind of tilted. Well, with that weight, it kind of tilted back into place. Wow. So I had no, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, I, I had never felt that good with my back.
0: That's crazy.
1: Um, mhm. Uh yeah, I think it you know, it went it went good. Um I had some I mean, once I got closer to the end with being, you know, being so big and I had some more um some pelvic pain, but nothing nothing bad.
0: Nothing crazy. No, no. Okay, well, let's kind of jump into your final weeks of pregnancy and how that went and how you started labor and just go right into it
1: okay yes so I was very thankful my boss at that time um I was working in town at that time and he two weeks out he said I could work remote because I was just uncomfortable with I mean commuting to town and you know walking I worked downtown and just walking from the parking ramp to my desk it was a lot (laughs) Yeah. Um, so two weeks out, I worked remote, um, which was awesome. I could be really comfy. I, I have an, exercise ball. I would bounce like crazy on it. Um, I actually did peer bar my entire oh, pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, and, and the whole time I did that, I was like, I'm doing this for birth because it's gotta help. And, and I feel like some of the, the exercises and it did, I think.
0: For sure. And like, I feel like especially people who are really into like bar and yoga, they do – they breathe really well in labor. Mm -hmm. Like they're just – they have like a more of a connection to their breathing in their body. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, he was – the due date – our due date was October 5th. And October 5th, we went in for our appointment. Well, actually, I'll back up. So at my 36-week appointment, I was – a center dilated, a center meter dilated. And then uh, I think it was 70% effaced. Mm-hmm. And my midwife was like, I hope you have your bags packed. Like he could come soon. And I, in my head, then I was like, oh my gosh, like it could happen any day. Um, no, I actually went three days overdue.
0: <laughs> That's why I like tell people don't go off of that.
1: <laughs> no. And yeah, yeah, sorry. I kept, I interrupted there.
0: Oh, you're fine. It's just like, I know people that'll walk around at a four for weeks. And then I've known people who go from like a zero to labor the next day. So it's like, it's really, it's an indication that your body's like preparing, but it's not an indication of when it's going to happen. And,
1: and I wish I would have like thought that and she wouldn't have maybe put that in my head. Cause I was like, oh gosh, it could happen any day, but yeah. Uh, yeah. no, four, four weeks and three days later that's when it happened. Um, so on my due date, we went in and pretty much they scheduled an induction for a week later, um, which I did not want to be induced. I was very firm on like, no, I do not want to be induced. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to try as hard as I can to naturally have him come between now and the next seven days. Um, they, is it, and I always say this wrong. Is it, uh, sweeping or stripping of your membranes
0: yeah same same thing Membranes. yeah (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) they did that three times Mm. for me um at 37 38 and wait no 38 39 and 40 weeks they did that
0: yeah and they're uncomfortable (laughs) yes
1: yeah and and i think it was my 39 week i had a little little bit of blood from it but nothing nothing Mm. really from it he he was he was pretty comfortable. Um, (laughs) so we have about like a quarter mile long, um, driveway and on his his due date, I was like trying to jog our driveway. I was like, like, (laughs) do anything I can to just try to, you know, try to get him to come. Um, I walked a lot, um, and I would bounce and on Thursday night. So, uh, let's see, our due date was a Wednesday. Thursday night, I read that there's some um, pressure points from like a massage that mm-hmm. yep. that could help uh, induce. And so I was like, Luke, can I schedule this tomorrow morning? He's like, absolutely. So I did. Uh, went in and got a massage in Moorhead. Um, and uh, I told her, I was like, I am two days past due, like anything to help. And she's like, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, this is kind of a silly, a silly side note, but I also read that in the top 10, I'm a, I'm a, you could literally tell me that like rolling on the ground would have induced, and I would have tried it. Like (laughs) I'm very much that person. And, uh, I read that the top 10 food restaurants that help, uh, uh, induced labor. And the only one in our area was Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. So after my massage, I went on over to Taco Bell, got two hot bean burritos, downed them and drove
0: home. <laughs> you laughed so hard over
1: <laughs> Um, Which this also is, is so crazy, but you know, I feel like it's part of it because that was at 11am was when I was done with my massage and had my Taco Bell and I uh, I went home and my contraction started at five that night. And yep. yes. And so at that time it was harvest. Uh, Luke was finishing up bean harvest and he – I didn't want to text him right when they were starting because they were – I knew it would take a while and they weren't right. like very right. consistent. So I was like, I'll just wait till he gets home. And he got home about 7.30 and that's when they started picking up um, like – he would – we'd be talking and I'd have to, like, put my hand up and be like, nope, like, just one second. It's it's happening. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm getting one. Um, I used an app to help uh, track them. Mm-hmm. And um, by 8 o'clock, they were, like, five mi- – like, I didn't really have any that were, like, 15 or 20 minutes apart. They were all, like, five to seven minutes apart for a while. Yeah. And then um, – at I so I kept calling the the triage nurse um, just with any update I was like oh just an update here's how far apart they are (laughs) and she's like okay you're cool you're good but I was like with living out of town
0: I I
1: had a lot of anxiety over that like I wasn't prepared to birth our baby like at home (laughs)
0: yeah I was the same way like you know we all I feel like a lot of my interviews are people from around here and like a lot of people don't live in town. So it's like, it's something to definitely think about. And mm-hmm. like, you don't want to drive an hour in and then have to drive home. And ugh, right. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly. So about. uh, So yeah, so from about seven o'clock to midnight, they were actually probably like five minutes apart the whole time, but they were very inconsistent for length, they would be like 30 seconds, 40, 45, almost a minute, and then like, kind of up and down. And and the nurse kept telling me they're just not consistent enough. Uh, and then at like midnight or so, I had my my bloody show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I went to the bathroom and had that. And so I called and she was like, yep, that means it's progressing. And I was like, does this mean we come in? And she's like, no, not yet.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: and that night was awful. Um, I think I slept 15 minutes. and Because anytime I laid down, it was so uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I
1: did, I wanted Luke to get some sleep because it was going to be long. So I went downstairs and um, I needed to charge my phone because of the app.
0: Mm-hmm. So I like
1: laid by – I made a little bed on the floor by a plug-in. And anytime a contraction come, I would get up on all fours because that was like the most comfortable position I could be in. Mm-hmm. And then I would lay back down um, by 7 a.m., I was like, I can't take this anymore. Like, I have, I have to, we have to go in. And so I called them and let them know that obviously we were coming in. Um, we got there at about eight and they hooked us up and I was dilated to a four and they were monitoring him. And the n- nurse came in and was like, Well, we're going to have you walk the hospital for an hour. And if you don't progress a centimeter, you're going to, we're going to send you home. And So she left and Luke and I like pep talk. We're like, no, we're, we're not going home. We are, we need to run this hospital. We will do whatever we need. And, and then, so we were prepared to like, just walk, you know, do whatever. And then my midwife came in and actually, which I was surprised that she came in. um, And she was like, we're actually admitting you because every contraction you're having, his heart rate is dropping. Mm. And so they couldn't send me home. And I was like. Well, that's, I mean, kind of a, I, not a relief, obviously, that is heart rate shot. But, like, I didn't want to go home. Like, right. I felt like by the time I went home with how much pain I was in, I would be like, no, we're coming right back.
0: So, like, um, until you've experienced car labor.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'd rather that was a
0: Fargo for a day than ride in the car again. <laughs> right.
1: Right. <laughs> and thankfully, it was still such a, a good time of year. So, we weren't going to, we planned on, you know, just walking around town or doing whatever we needed to do in town to pass the time. But yeah, that was a long car ride. Very long.
0: awful. Cause you feel Mm -hmm. like you're like, I want to like not be sitting, but then you're like, but what if we get in a car accident and I'm in labor and and, like all these like mental things going through you where you're like, it sucks to sit, but I also like don't want to (laughs) die.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we were admitted at nine. um, And then, they, it wasn't, I didn't progress obviously as quickly. Um, so I had like the lowest dose of Pitocin, Mm -hmm. um, and that really picked things up like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, that was, yeah,
0: Yeah. that
1: was, and yeah, I remember I was, I, I still was doing kind of the position on, on all fours because that was the only position that his heart rate wouldn't drop in Mm -hmm. with each contraction. Um, Mm -hmm. so I was And I remember sitting there and she was like, okay, we can do something for your pain. And she gave you all your options. And of course the last option was an epidural. And I was like, you know, I just don't want to do the epidural quite yet. What else could I do? And then the next contraction happened and I was like, I'm ready for the epidural. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I was like, give it to me. I'm good. Um, So that was around two o'clock. And then, or no. Yeah, I think two or f- actually I don't remember to be honest. It was, yeah a- it was afternoon and it was it was great uh, obviously after that and then uh I started he was born at 10 17 and I pushed for about two and a half hours so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um that I thought was like the worst thing.
0: For the pushing?
1: Yeah, yeah yeah which obviously right away it's it's not but once he's so close the pressure I I remember crying being like, I just can't do this anymore.
0: (laughs) Kind of walk us through your like pushing stage just because it's on your questionnaire. So we'll go through that and then we can kind of go through postpartum and stuff too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was, it was, yeah, I guess from, I had a lot of girlfriends say like from a shorter time, like, Oh, half hour, you know, three Mm -hmm. minutes. And so in my mind, When I, of course, when I started pushing within the first half hour, the nurse made the comment, oh, you're doing so great. This will be done so soon. And I kind of like looking back, I was wish they wouldn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, you put that in my mind. And then here I keep going for the next two hours. Um, It was, I, I, you know, I can't even remember how long it really, I wouldn't even say hurt. It's just the pressure was like, I don't think I can do this anymore yeah, so, um,
0: you, so with your epidural could you just like feel like like there's a watermelon in your butt <laughs>
1: yeah pretty pretty much and that's all I really felt and it wasn't like painful because obviously I had the epidural but I it was that pressure of it was like uncomfortable yes and I felt like I would not I could not do it anymore um and at that point you? there was oh sorry go ahead
0: I said, how was his heart rate during all this too?
1: Yeah, it was. It was doing better, um, and that's why I know I mentioned earlier the midwife was talking about the um, C section. So earlier on throughout the day, with since I wasn't progressing and his heart rate was dropping with contractions, she was in really close talks with the the OB on staff um, about what to do. And so that's why she would be like, you know, we're just going to continue monitoring it. Um, I pushed quite a bit on all fours Mm -hmm. um, because that was the best position for him. And then when we got closer, obviously I turned around, um, but uh, it it stayed pretty, pretty good throughout because of that position. Um, He did good. He uh, did uh, poop inside of me. Um, I don't know the exact
0: term for it like, uh, meconium.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, so the NICU team was in, but he didn't ingest any of it. So, um, oh. everything was good. But at that point when he, when I pushed him out, I couldn't even tell you who was in our room. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Luke was like, yeah, there's a ton, a ton of people in there. And I was like, didn't notice it. I just <laughs> didn't notice it at all. <laughs> uh,
0: So what did you kind of do immediately postpartum? I guess, did you do like skin to skin? Was he good and all that stuff?
1: Yes, yes, we did that. Um, He was so good. They obviously, when they take him over to weigh him, I didn't. And I think they do some shots. I remember asking like an hour later, I was like, did he get his shots? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, wouldn't have known. It's kind of a blur. I mean, I remember holding him and the skin to skin, um, and just like kind of in a state of shock of like, I can't believe like he's here and he's ours. Like it was Mm -hmm. such a, such a surreal feeling for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. It's like euphoric.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we didn't go over to our postpartum side until like, like two or one or two, I believe.
0: Mm
1: hmm. Um, yeah, it was yeah, I couldn't tell you it was it was very much a blur those couple yeah.
0: hours. <laughs> like, I remember that point. Let's skip to the next. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, um I'll go ahead.
0: Your, what was your kind of like feeding goals or feeding um desires right afterwards? How did like your immediate like first 48 hours go?
1: Yeah, with feeding, um, uh, my goal was to breastfeed. Um mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to do it I am gonna well I didn't mean I have to, but I wanted to try really hard um, and I struggled with it I really did so uh, feeding him was it was hard it was it was really hard and to be honest, I was very unimpressed with the lactation mm-hmm. uh, women the lady that came in. Um, very judgmental and it was like i i don't know what to do like i can't it was very like much so i know she said word for word well if you feed him with the bottle there's no he's never gonna take the nipple Mm -hmm. and i was like well he needs to eat and i am clearly not producing anything and it Mm -hmm. just the the i don't want to say the vibe but yeah the vibe of her or
0: just that in general was very negative yeah, it's like I was thinking about that today too about just like the way people say things. Mhm. It makes a big difference and yeah. It's like like that. You somebody says that to you, it's not like it's not positive. Like they could say it much differently to make it sound a lot more reassuring than the way that they did. Right. Or like when doctors or nurses say like, well, if you don't do this, your baby's going to die. You know, like stuff like that. Like why, why are we saying things like that? Like, why can't we be a little more sensitive to the subject? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that really like, uh, I I mean, I, so I ended up breast, I didn't even breastfeed him. I would pump for like, we did three weeks of it and Mm -hmm. I would get about an ounce total every three hours. And so I had to supplement, like, obviously, he's not gonna, you know, be gain his weight with an ounce of breast milk. Like, yeah. I was glad that I was still able to do that and give him that. But I think with how she how she was in my head, I was like, well, he already had the bottle. So there's no point yeah. to continue this. Like it, yeah. it just Yeah.
0: And that's so frustrating. Because like, they definitely can go back and forth if you do it the right way.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Which I've learned after the fact that <laughs>
0: yeah. you learn a lot of things after mm-hmm. you have a kid. And if you ever have another one, you know you know what to do next time.
1: Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah.
0: The dark path of not really knowing what the heck you're doing for the first mm-hmm. time. Just no confidence and no expectations, just nothing. <laughs> right.
1: No. No. Yeah. Um I remember sh- one time they were like, oh, you have to, uh, like, com- compression or what is it? Onto a spoon.
0: Oh, hand expression? Yeah,
1: hand expression. And I was like, what? And they are <laughs> like, you have to, like, you have to get this for him. And I was like, okay. So literally it was, like, hand expressing, like, crazy. And I was like, well, this is so weird because I'm literally getting, like, three drops on this spoon. And now I have to, like, spoon feed him. Like, mm-hmm. It just didn't make sense to me either. It was like, if it's not working, why am I forcing this? Why? Yeah, it was frustrating.
0: Right. Yeah, and it's hard when you don't have that, like, continuity of care of, like, the same lactation person all the time. And like oh, mm-hmm. You know, like, if you had, like, one person that kind of knew your journey, like, you can work towards it. And, you know, I could say a lot of things about it. Right. But- <laughs> I go on and on. This, this will turn into my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so after all of this jazz, how did you feel, I guess, physically postpartum? And then if you want to, you can go into mentally postpartum if you want.
1: Yeah. So physically, um, I'm not going to lie. I thought I would feel way better. Um, I lost quite a bit of blood um, on the postpartum side when I had a few blood clots
0: Mm -hmm. pass
1: and this is, again, I was not really, I didn't, I had no idea. I thought that was normal. I just pushed out a baby. Of course, I'm going to have a ton of blood coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of, I, one of the nurses made a comment, like, you need to be telling us this, or you should know that you need to be telling us that this is happening. And I was like, how am I supposed to know? Like, I just pushed a baby out. (laughs) Like, uh, and I think, I I had to get a shot in my leg for it. Um, I was like borderline, I think um, where it was too much. Um, sorry one second. <laughs> um, and so uh, that I, I felt very like I couldn't go to the bathroom without someone helping me. Um, thankfully, Luke was the best, the best support um, because I, I felt very like headed, um, mm-hmm. just very drained tired and but then again I was like well this is normal I just pushed out a baby so it is what it is <laughs> uh, and then uh yeah I guess that's really the most physically uh once we got home it was it was I felt a lot better a few days I it it didn't last too long with the lightheadedness at all because yeah. of the blood so
0: Yeah. Um, Did you tear or anything or did you do pretty good in that department?
1: (laughs) No, I did. I did. And I I remember going getting ready for like my six week post um, checkup and I still had a stitch and it was so painful.
0: Hmm. did they have uh, to take it out or well, that-
1: I, I went in like a week before, cause I was having so much pain down there that I like called and made another appointment. I was like, I know my six weeks next week, but I don't, I, what if something's wrong? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, and I went in she's like, Nope, you still have a stitch. If it's not out by next week, we'll just remove it. And it did dissolve by the next week, of course. But, um, it w- it was pretty painful. Um, I did a lot of, uh, back um a couple baths after um yeah. to try that's to like, help
0: that's like five weeks of pain that's a long time. yeah
1: but again like in my mind I was like oh this is normal like and of course you see all over the internet of people going back so early or like I have the days I didn't want to get off of my couch <laughs> it was like a permanent indent of my bottom on the couch because I was like, no, I don't want to... Like, I'm in pain. I am in pain.
0: I saw this, um, um, this TikTok girl or this Instagram girl. I don't even remember where I saw it. And she was like, we've had to buy a new couch after every single baby we have because I just <laughs> make like, a permanent indent.
1: In it. <laughs> I can see it. I 100% can see that. Um, yeah, it, it was... It, I mean, obviously there was... Good moments too, with not where I was in pain. But I remember some nights I, uh, I had a girlfriend give me some of those ice packs for, mm-hmm. and I used them a lot at night because I was in like I, was, I was I can't get through the night if I don't use an ice pack. Mm-hmm. Um, what do
0: you yeah. You do for these children.
1: I know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so worth it. So worth it. But it's a
0: lot. <laughs> Stuck everything out, don't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, how are you? Did you want to touch a little bit on, um, I guess what you kind of wrote in your questionnaire, if you want to?
1: Yeah, yeah, mind. definitely. Um, so the mental, the mental side, the mental of postpartum, it was it was really hard. Um, or it's been hard. I mean, he's only eight months old, and I still to this day struggle mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and to be honest, I I knew. I had obviously anxiety prior, so my midwife was like, "This, you know, this is very much a thing. Like, let's be proactive." And I was like, "Okay, yep." So I felt like we were proactive about it, um, but no one prepares you for it at mm-hmm. all. Um, mm-hmm. And and I always joke with my friends that like I was like, "You bitches made this look so easy." <laughs> but like they're amazing and and they're so amazing and and no one obviously it's it's a it's not a topic to just talk about Mm -hmm. and sometimes though I wish it was because I feel like with with certain I mean I'm a very very private person so this is the most I've really talked about it outside of Luke and I to be honest um but Mm -hmm. I I think that if I would have known or seen some struggles of others that I wouldn't feel like as much shame or guilt that I did. And I mean, I like to think that, but Mm -hmm. I remember I was seven months pregnant and I saw my cousin and she's like, how are you doing? You know? what, what are you? She's like, talk to me. What about it? And I was like, you know, I'm just terrified for birth, like pushing him out. That's scary to me. That's so scary. And that's really what I was scared about. I was so scared to go into labor because of having to push him out. I was like, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And she kind of laughed. And she's like, that's the easiest part. She's like, you're postpartum and, you know, the fourth trimester. She's like, she's like, let's Let's talk then kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I kind of was like, what? Like, no way, no way. I didn't believe her. And and now uh I do. Uh it's it's very, very hard. Um thankfully, uh Luke is the best support. Um, never he's never made me feel like, never blamed me or shamed me for it. Um, which there are some people I feel like that have. So it's 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 such a hard thing. Like, I, I wish that people talked about it more or even, like, from a – Like, I remember reaching out to Sanford asking about any, like, postpartum classes, and they don't have anything. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much like you're on your – Like, we did your six-week checkup. You're
0: on your own. That- um, it is. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. It's like, you know, you go through your – 40 weeks of pregnancy and you have monthly to weekly to daily appointments, somebody's checking on you all the time. And then you have this baby and you have a six week checkup and you're done. Like who's checking on you, you know?
1: Right. And, and, and I, I like that you say that because still after, and obviously it's, it's nothing against anyone but people are only really checking on the baby like your friends and family it's
0: yeah
1: it's more like how's the baby how's the baby and and i felt a lot of like i'm i'm here like how am yeah. i you don't want to know how i am but i i would never say that because obviously it is such a blessing and um uh to to also share i am i have been seeing Um, a therapist for it because it's, I'm very much like, Oh, I can't share this. I can't share this. And, and she's helped me a lot with, I have valid feelings and um, I can still have the most beautiful blessing baby and still have these feelings. So um, that's been great. uh, But I just, I wish that there was more out there um, even just on social media of the struggles. I, I remember seeing, My sister-in-law will send some funny TikToks back and forth. And one was of this mom who was like four weeks postpartum and she was cleaning her whole house and getting ready for the day. And I was like, what? Like, there's no way. Like, amazing for this woman. That's amazing. Like, you're a rock star. But like, to me, I was like, this is a joke. Like, I'm a failure because I have not changed clothes for the last two weeks.
0: (laughs) It's just, it's so hard. It is. Yeah. And like you said, everybody checks on the baby. So I always like to say, like, hold the mom, not the baby, because it's like the baby's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Like, it's it's a blub. As long as it's fed, it's fine. (laughs)
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And even like that, that was. I I think to this day even um, I still struggle with that. I mean I know he's eight months old and people are probably like suck it up Savannah like <laughs> like this is you know this is the norm. Like we obviously only care about asking how the baby is, but to this day I still
0: am like no one's asking about me. <laughs> oh, I do the same thing. I give my dad such a hard time because he'll be like, "How's my grandson?" and I'll be like, "I'm good, Dad." Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> Like I'm good. I'm good.
1: <laughs> right.
0: You don't want to see me. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> it it never ends. And he's at twenty months old. So you can yeah. it's, it's valid. You can give people a hard time.
1: Yeah, so, definitely. I, I just I just wish even like I know with going to therapy that's through my through my own um what you know, what I've chosen to do. And obviously like um well, obviously insurance helps some, but there's, I wish there was more like a group or something even just free for women to get together um, mm-hmm. through Sanford. I really do. Or, you know, anything, anything, mm-hmm. but something where you could just go and just talk like two weeks post, two, three, four, just sit there with your baby and like cry. <laughs> like, I I wish there was something like that available.
0: You should, you should, you should do that.
1: I should. I really should. I, I, I think it. Something obviously. I could sit and talk to my friends about it. Um, but I think something is powerful learning from strangers and mm-hmm. knowing that, like, yeah, there's more people struggling with it than just me. Because I'm not gonna lie, I've felt alone through it, and mm-hmm. not because of. I don't have support. I have support. But, like, thinking, like, am I the only one who's experiencing this? Mm-hmm. Am I the only one feeling this way? Like,
0: mm-hmm. it's,
1: yeah, it's it's hard.
0: It's like you you could be in a room full of people and still feel alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. It sucks.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and it's crazy how much the uh, – well, it's it's hard to explain to people, obviously, because I feel like when I had tried to explain it, maybe that it's, well, you have this beautiful baby. How can you feel that way? How? You know, like, so it's it's hard to explain it to people who wouldn't maybe have anxiety or depression. Um, but then the elevation of it then from a postpartum standpoint, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, and there's it's so a many- whole new level, a whole so new many- world.
0: Wild <laughs> hormones. going, through- yeah. dropping and heightening and just, uh, it's a ride. It's such Mm -hmm. a ride. How are you feeling now eight months postpartum versus like, you know, two weeks postpartum?
1: Yeah, I guess, uh, I feel, I feel good. Um, I looking back, um, on those, you know, especially those first two, three months even, um, I wish I could go back. It makes it makes me sad um, because in that state, I I felt like I was like I just got to get through the day. I just got to get through the day, and I feel like I didn't enjoy it. And mm-hmm. so from a mental thing, I feel like now it's kind of like recircling back. Like I get, I'm like, why didn't I enjoy it? You know, why didn't I? I mean, not saying I didn't enjoy it, but it's it's, it's so hard to explain. You're just um,
0: surviving.
1: Yeah, it p- pretty much. I remember at, I was at Hornbacher's checking out and I had him in the cart in his car seat and a, an elderly lady asked me how I was doing and I like left crying because I was like, somebody asked me how I'm doing and she was like, you're doing great, mama. You're doing great. And I was like, that was the most amazing thing ever. Like, mm-hmm. I think I was like two, two months because I didn't want to leave the house or even go to the grocery store or anything for a long time. It was a lot. It was a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's still now a lot of work. <laughs> but but um I would say mentally um getting better for sure. Um mm-hmm. physically feeling feeling great. Um uh thankfully it's finally, you know, nice and we can yeah. enjoy our walks and play outside and um but yeah, it's it's been it's been a uh a wild wild eight months
0: for my <laughs> mental
1: health. I'll just say that. Well even uh you know, oh go ahead.
0: No, you go ahead.
1: Oh, well, even last night Luke and I were looking back on photos of Bear from when he was, you know, two weeks old, three weeks old, and and I was like, gosh, I can't believe like that time went by so fast. And and Luke's just such a great, like he he said, you know, that we just have to remember that in those moments of frustration, like It's it's such a short lived time Mm -hmm. when we're frustrated and it goes by so fast. So even in the moment, I'm 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 very like high anxiety, like ah, and he's very calm, and um. So when Bear's crying, I'm like ah, we got to get him to stop crying, and 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 I look at that as like I need to remember like this time will go by so fast. So Mm -hmm. I need to even enjoy some of the some of the frustrations because Mm -hmm. I won't get it back. So. Mm -hmm. yeah
0: oh I just feel for you I feel like I was the same exact way and it's so hard to explain Mm -hmm. to people without sounding like a crazy person (laughs) right right well
1: and and it's, it's so weird that I always refer to you know oh I saw this on TikTok but uh I saw someone explaining anxiety on TikTok and it was like you have this tiger chasing you and um if you're in a constant fight or flight. So if you stop or stop thinking about something or, you know, obsessing over something or you are out of control, that tiger is going to, you know, bite your head off and yeah. you lose. So when people are like, oh, you just need to relax or you just, you, you need to not being in so much control and it's like, you don't get it. Like if I am not like that, I die type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it was like the most realistic way that I could relate to it because, you know, you see so many people trying to explain anxiety and it's like, no, that's how I feel. I'm in a constant fight or flight. And then with the postpartum side and now obviously watching over another human and keeping another human alive, it elevates it for mm-hmm. sure.
0: No, that makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah I have to control everything. Right. Yeah, that's how I am too.
1: Which I think is okay. Like, it and it sounds like, it sounds like, oh, you're a control freak. Well, I'm, I am trying to control how I feel and my life and my baby, like, and that's okay. And I just think that it's from an outsider looking in, it is hard to understand. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I I do see a benefit in talking about it with other moms and, or just anyone um, that would Want to like talk about it too, and I I wish I could be a more open person in that. Um, I think it's 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 so scary to be vulnerable. Uh, but any sort of postpartum class, I would be a hundred percent rooting for it because I think it's needed. I think the moms need to be held.
0: <laughs>
1: #Hashtag Moms need to be held. <laughs>
0: Well, I am very proud of you. And thank you. That you have done in the last eight months. Well, I should say eight months plus 40 weeks. Right. (laughs) 40 weeks and two days, right? Right. Yeah. Do you have any, um, what was I going to say, like resources to share or words of advice to share to anybody listening?
1: Oh, gosh. Resources that's hard because to be honest, I'm still searching for some myself. Um, yeah. I think, uh, and like I shared with you, even just listening to the birth stories on your podcast have helped me. Um, just hearing other people's stories and journeys, like make me not feel alone, um, which I feel like you can hear anyone's birth story. Obviously mm-hmm. I always ask my friends after they have their baby it, but just hearing more of the raw, Mm-hmm. The raw side of it is is so beneficial. um, mm-hmm. so thank you for mm-hmm. for doing this because i th- I think that's incredible, especially in our area and um having having that uh, and possibly connecting with other moms through this platform. I think that is that is great. um advice. <laughs> I laugh because I don't even know it's <laughs> it's so hard. um I think and and I kind of touched on this, but just, just remember it goes by so fast. So, um, in times of frustration, it's, it's easier said than done, but Mm -hmm. just know that this too shall pass. And even with, um, frustrations with baby or, um, just in the moment with yourself, I know I've put a lot of, a lot of, um, not, uh, I hope I I and I struggle with my even just body like self-image or um oh I didn't get a workout in or oh I didn't do this and just be I need to be easier on myself and I think everyone needs to be through through this time with postpartum for sure.
0: Moms are amazing.
1: Yeah, and and it, it makes me uh like I asked my mom, so I'm one of four and I was like, How did you do it? How? Like I can barely do it with one, and you had four. What? Mm-hmm. Like it? It blows my mind, and it blows my mind that people are having more than one. I mean, obviously, we uh, would love love more babies. Um, but I, it, it's crazy to me because how how do people do it? Because they're rock stars. They're amazing moms. You're are amazing. still in
0: the thick of it though, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. I just like. I think. In my opinion, I'm like, I'm sure our moms had it as hard as us, but they're so far out of it now that they just, their brains forget. Your brain Mm -hmm. treats to having more kids and that's the way that it does it is it makes you forget about how hard it is. It is. Yeah. I
1: remember, I remember someone saying that like I was two weeks out after having Bear and I was like, I don't know how people go through that again. And they're like, you'll forget, you'll forget about it. And I'm like, you do? How do you forget? You do, you do.
0: And just like tricks you it's like it wasn't that bad right pretty <laughs> much you're like eh, I suppose it's not that bad and then you'd probably do it again you'd be like this freaking sucks yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and and looking back on it I would say that it wasn't that bad it was I mean it was it was such a great experience um yeah. but from the postpartum side I I would I would like to keep that out the next time
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of like confidence and um, just more or less unknown if, you know, going into having a second kid, at least, I mean, I haven't had one myself, so I'm not speaking from experience, but just like some of my friends that have had more than one, I feel like the second time around, it's just like, you're not walking down a dark tunnel anymore, you know? Mm -hmm you're just walking because yes a little more chaotic but you know what's going on
1: for sure oh for sure
0: so I mean like I said not speaking from experience (laughs) (laughs) I only have one myself so maybe do this together
1: (laughs) yeah definitely
0: but yeah well thank you so much for joining and sharing your story and like thank you letting people know that it's okay to not be okay sometimes is just what they need to hear. So, I, I think, think
1: so. Definitely. I'm yeah.
0: Vulnerable and sharing sharing the good and the bad.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me, having me share with you. Yeah. I appreciate it.
0: I'll talk to you later. Yeah, thank you.